This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash land of Nod learning. Thank you. The Emperor's New Clothes Many, many years ago, there was an emperor who was so excessively fond of new clothes that he spent all his money on them. He cared nothing about his soldiers, nor for the theatre, nor for driving in the woods, except for the sake of showing off his new clothes. He had a costume for every hour in the day, and instead of saying, as one does, about any other king or emperor, he is in the council chamber. Here, one always said, the emperor is in his dressing room. Life was very bright in the great town where he lived. Hosts of strangers came to visit it every day, and among them, one day, were two swindlers. They gave themselves out as great weavers and said they knew how to weave the most beautiful stuff imaginable. Not only were the colours and patterns unusually fine, but the clothes were made of the stuff that had the peculiar quality of becoming invisible to every person who was not fit for the office he held, or if he was impossibly dull of taste. Those must be splendid clothes, thought the emperor. By wearing them, I should become able to discover which men in my kingdom are unfit for their posts. I shall distinguish the wise men from the unwise men. Yes, I certainly must order some of this stuff to be woven for me. They put up two looms and pretended to weave, but they had nothing whatsoever upon their shuttles. At the outset they asked for a quantity of the finest silk and the purest gold thread, all of which they put into their own bags while they worked away at the empty looms far into the night. I should like to know how those weavers are getting on making my fabulous new clothes, thought the emperor. But he felt a little bit silly when he reflected that anyone that was unfit for his post would not be able to see it. He certainly thought he would have no problems, but still he thought he would send somebody else first just to see how it was getting on. Everybody in the town knew what wonderful power this stuff possessed, and everyone was anxious to see how silly his neighbour was. I will send my faithful old minister to the weavers, thought the emperor. He will best be able to see how the stuff looks, for he's a very clever man, and no one fulfills his duties better than he does. So the good old minister went into the room where the two swindlers sat working at the empty loom. Heaven preserve us, thought the old minister, opening his eyes very, very wide. Why, I can't see a thing. But he took care not to say so. Both the impostors begged him to be good enough to step a little nearer and asked did he not think it was a good pattern and beautiful colouring. They pointed to the empty loom and the poor old minister stared as hard as he could but he could not see anything for of course there was nothing to see. Good heavens, thought he, is it possible that I am foolish? I have never thought so and nobody must know it. Am I unfit for my post? It will never do to say that I cannot see the stuff. Well, sir, you don't say anything about the stuff, said the one who was pretending to weave. Oh, yes, beautiful, beautiful, quite charming, said the old minister looking through his spectacles. 
This pattern and these colours, I will certainly tell the Emperor that the stuff pleases me very much. We are delighted to hear you say so, said the swindlers, and then they named all the colours and described the peculiar pattern. The old minister paid great attention to what they said, so as to be able to repeat it when he got home to the Emperor. Then the impostors went on to demand more money, more silk and more gold to be able to proceed with the weaving. But they put it all in their own pockets. Not a single strand was ever put into the loom, but they went on as before weaving as if very, very busy indeed. The Emperor soon sent another fateful official to see how the stuff was getting on and if it would soon be ready. The same thing happened to him as to the minister. He looked and he looked, but there was only the empty loom. He could see nothing at all. Is it not a beautiful piece of stuff? said both the swindlers, showing and explaining the beautiful pattern and the colours which were not there to be seen. I know that I am no fool, thought the man. So it must be that I am unfit for my good post. It is very strange though. However, I must not let them know I cannot see it. So he praised the cloth he did not see and assured them of his delight in the beautiful colours and the originality of the design. It is absolutely charming, he said to the emperor. Everybody in the town was talking about splendid stuff. Now the emperor thought he would like to see it while it was still on the loom himself. So, accompanied by a number of selected courtiers, among whom were the two fateful officials who had already seen the cloth, he went to visit the crafty impostors, who were working away as hard as ever they could at the empty loom. It is magnificent, said both the honest officials. Only see, your majesty, what a design, what colours. And they pointed to the empty loom, for they thought no doubt the others could surely see the stuff. What? thought the emperor. I see nothing at all. This is terrible. Am I foolish? Am I not fit to be emperor? Why, nothing could be worse to happen to me. Oh, it is beautiful, said the emperor. It has my highest approval. And he nodded his satisfaction as he gazed at the empty loom. Nothing would induce him to say that he could not see anything. The whole suite gazed and gazed but saw nothing more than all the others. However, they all exclaimed with his majesty, It is very beautiful. And they advised him to wear a suit made of this wonderful cloth on the occasion of a great procession which was just about to take place. It is magnificent, gorgeous, excellent, beautiful, went from mouth to mouth. They were all equally delighted with it. The emperor gave each of the rogues an order of knighthood, to be worn in their buttonholes and the title of Gentleman Weavers. The impostors sat up the whole night the day before which the procession was meant to take place, burning sixty candles, so that people might see how anxious they were to get the emperor's new clothes ready. They pretended to take the stuff off the loom. They cut it out in the air with a huge pair of scissors and they stitched away with needles without any thread in them. At last they said... Now, the new emperor's clothes are ready. The emperor, with his grandest courtiers, went to them himself, and both the swindlers raised one arm in the air, as if they were holding something, and said, See, these are the trousers, this is the coat, here is the mantle, and so on and so on. It's light as a spider's web, 
one might think one had nothing on, but that is the very beauty of it. Yes, yes, said all the courtiers, but they could not see anything, for there was still nothing to see. Will your Imperial Majesty be graciously pleased to take off your clothes, said the impostors, so that we may put on the new ones along here before the great mirror. The Emperor took off all his clothes, and the impostors pretended to give him one article of dress after the other. They pretended to fasten something around his waist and to tie on something. This was the train, here were the shoes, and the emperor turned round and round in front of the mirror. How well his majesty looks in his new clothes! How becoming they are! cried all the people round. What a design and what colours! They are the most gorgeous robes! The canopy is waiting outside, which is to be carried over your majesty in the procession, said the master of ceremonies. Well... I am quite ready, said the emperor. Don't the clothes fit well? And he turned around again in front of the mirror, so that he should seem to be looking at his grand clothing. The chamberlains who were to carry the train stooped and pretended to lift it from the ground with both hands, and they walked along with it in the air. They dared not let it appear that they could not see anything at all. Then the emperor walked along in the procession under the gorgeous canopy and everybody in the streets and the windows exclaimed How beautiful the emperor's new clothes are! What a splendid train! And they fit to perfection! Nobody would let it appear that he or she could not see anything for then they would feel unfit for their post or feel very foolish indeed. None of the emperor's clothes had been so successful before. He walked along and everybody cheered and hurrahed, until one little child turned around and said, But, Mama, he has got nothing on. Oh, listen to the innocent, said his father, and one person whispered to another what the child had said. He has nothing on. A child says he has nothing on. But he has nothing on. Wait a minute, he's got nothing on. The emperor squirmed in his shoes, for he knew it was true, but he thought the procession must now go on, and so he held himself stiffer than ever, and the chamberlains held up the invisible train, and the emperor walked the length of the city, wearing, indeed, quite nothing at all. The End <laughs>